Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your hosts, Jake Mendel and Josh House. I promise to never bring this up again, but I want to give you one chance, Mayor. Just one. You were becoming, and it was all you shielding yourself from pain and frustration. You jumped off the deep end and might have been more of a, let's say, high school parent on the sideline at a football game. I there was a DM you sent <laughs> us with the Patriots winning seven to nothing that was just mm-hmm. kind of jumping off the deep end. After that message, the Miami Dolphins outscored the New England Patriots 31 to 10. So I just wanted to give you the floor for a minute to uh, respond to that. Yeah, and it it, it kind of harkened back to my main gripe from from the last episode I was on last Wednesday with you guys, where I just talked about this team having a soft mentality with injuries and sitting guys when these guys wanted to play. You know, it looked like Javon Holland had cleared concussion protocol. Now they came out and said that he hadn't. Um, so who knows if that was the team holding him back or if he was still, you know, suffering symptoms, whatever it may be. But he didn't play. Xavier Howard has been trying to play the last two weeks. He didn't play against the Patriots. Connor Williams was active, but standing on the sideline with a helmet in his hand. And that seemed crazy to me. If he was if he was good enough to be your emergency center, then why not put him out there and play? Uh, you know, hey, these guys are, are coaches in the NFL for a reason. I'm not. Mike McDaniel knew what he was doing all along. The Dolphins beat the Patriots by two touchdowns. That was a little close, and I didn't like – very specifically, I, I DM'd you guys after that that touchdown by the Patriots that put them up 7 to nothing because I was really pissed off that Justin Bethel was on the field and we still weren't seeing Cam Smith, and I'm not taking that back. I still am upset that we're not seeing Cam Smith. I think that – he got injured during practice last week and was seen in a walk. He might have even been well, active, but that might have been another scenario where it was he's going to be active just in case there's a fire yeah. type thing. Yeah, you're probably right on that. I just I'm getting a little anxious. I want to see him. He looks so good in preseason, and and you know he was all the 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 talk of the town in Miami was about how how well he was doing in in training camp practice. So, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see him get some reps, man. You might need him at some point, and you're certainly going to want to use him in the future uh, for this team. But you know, Vic Fangio's old school. He's going to do what he's going to do. So. Uh, it, in hindsight is 2020 and it was smart for the Dolphins to hold those players out against the Patriots so they could come back healthy, fresh, geared up for this big game against the Chiefs. They felt like they had enough to defeat, uh, you know, a depleted Patriots team. It didn't feel like the Patriots team, you know, coming into this game, they had some momentum, you know what I mean? They they were coming off of a victory against the Buffalo Bills, so they didn't feel like they were going to be a pushover. And I, I wouldn't say that they were a pushover, even the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins did win by two touchdowns against them. Things got a little hairy there late. Um, but but again, it, it worked out in our favor, in the Dolphins' favor. And uh, hindsight is 2020, and I'm looking back on that and going, you know what? They were right. I was wrong. Uh, I'd give you all the credit in the world, Mike McDaniel. You're a smart man, and that's why they pay you the big bucks. With that too, though, I, I think like you make a great point. The Patriots were in this game. The Jalen Ramsey interception, like it was much more than just an interception. That was a Patriots team driving right before the half to tie the game, right? And then what was the first play after halftime? What did the Dolphins do on the first play? Fumble, yeah. And then the Patriots actually, I think, had negative three yards on that drive, but they still there's a scenario there where they're up seventeen to or, well, 
what would it, yeah, 17, 14, you know, 10 or four minutes into the second half. So, so I totally get the gripes. I, I just saw the comedic element of that. And, and I, I did definitely wanted to bring it up again. I joked with you in the DMs because this is an exciting week because all the news is being released before we pot because they are in Germany. So everything's getting released early in the morning. And man, I saw one of the most positive tweets in the entire world coming from Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post because all he did is he just started listing this player is looking like they're going to play. This player is going to look like they're going to play so on and so on. Merrick, choose your adventure. Which player do we want to get jazzed up about first? Oh, that's a great question. I think for me, Connor Williams coming back is is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not gonna say he's my most you know I'm not most excited for him, uh, but I I do think he affects the game, especially against a defensive line like the Chiefs have. Chris Jones on that defensive interior for the Kansas City Chiefs, Monster. he is a game wrecker, and I you know did not want to see him going up against. Liam Eikenberg. So if you can get Connor Williams back for this game and Mike McDaniel still being a little coy about this, he's saying, you know, they're, they're still day to day and we're, we're worried about what a setback would do for these guys long-term. I'll tell you what, if you, if you want me to be real mad, <laughs> as more mad than I was last week, if they sit Connor Williams and Xavier Howard, cause they're worried about the <laughs> long-term like, bro, you want number one seed in this conference or what you want home field advantage throughout the playoffs or what? Like let these guys play. But if we can get Connor Williams back going against the defensive line like that, going against Chris Jones, going against George Karloftis, uh, guys like that for the Kansas city chiefs, really stout defensive line. I'm going to feel real good about uh about that return and not only just for his blocking ability but i think the timing of the offense works better when connor williams is out there again with all these motions and these shifts the ball has to be snapped at a very very particular time at a and it has to be put in a very particular place and you know connor williams has had his snap issues in the past but his timing on these snaps always seemed to be spot on mm-hmm. um and and it felt like the offense was you know, if it's running at a 90% now, which is still pretty good, it was at 100% when Connor Williams was in, at least is in terms of the timing, the shifts, and the motion. So uh, I'd be really excited to get Connor Williams back. But then on the other hand, Xavier Howard coming back makes me feel real good too, because you got him on one side, you got Jalen Ramsey on the other. And, uh, you know, you got to throw it to one side of the field, right? Left or right, you, you pick a spot. And I feel good about our chances with those two ball hawks manning, uh, you know, both those sides there. Well, who do you feel most excited for? Xavier Howard, thousand percent. <laughs> those like we we've kind of are annoyed with Byron Jones, and I wouldn't even go to as far to say I'm annoyed with Byron from Byron Jones. It's just kind of everything just fell apart, and and that happens in life sometimes. But when the Miami Dolphins had Xavier Howard and another stud cornerback on the field, this defense was electric. I'm just so excited to see this secondary at full force. And I guess we might as well throw Javon Holland in there with it. Just seeing the core four of, of Jalen Phillips, Jalen Ramsey, excuse me, Xavier Howard, uh, Javon Holland, and Deshaun Elliott, who's been one of the biggest surprises of the season. Seeing that group at full force is going to be one of the most exciting moments of the year, especially when you consider the backups, right? I, I know that sounds weird to say, but the depth on this unit is absolutely insane. We have Justin Bethel on the third string now instead of being a nickel <laughs> cornerback. So that's always a nice little bonus. And I don't know if this is exactly like related, 
But seeing Jalen Ramsey out there, I think it made Cater Kohu four times better. His ability just to kind of come down and be that disruptive force when you're trying to attack outside the hashes, especially near the line of scrimmage. My God, man. So I just think that Xavier Howard just lifts this group so much into being not good, not great, but potentially special. And you mentioned it, man. Who are you going to throw to? Are you going to throw to Jalen Ramsey, who just had the interception? Or are you going to throw to Xavier Howard, who, while the stat is a little little weighted, he has the most interceptions in the entire league since 2016. So it's those two alone, seeing how that dynamic changes, seeing if maybe offenses decide, hey, we got to run the football more. We want to slow these games down. All right. Go get eaten alive by Raekwon Davis, Christian uh, Wilkins, and, and Zach Steeler. So this defense, just seeing everything come together, and then, I mean, to continue the rant, David Long Jr. being one of the best linebackers in football all of a sudden. I mean, just seeing the entire group to come, come together, that's why I go back to what we were talking about earlier, man. I think I like the under. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's just so scary when you see it is, Patrick dude. Mahomes you can't bet on against the other side. It's the, so one thing, the one thing that Mahomes can do, uh, unlike very many other quarterbacks out there, is extend the play and, and mm-hmm. give his guys an opportunity to freelance a little bit and, and get open down the field. Um, that's where having a guy like Javon Holland is really going to come in handy. He, he, you know, it's his job to make sure nobody gets deeper than him. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard shutting these guys down on the outside. That would be big too. Uh, we need an effective pass rush and people need to kind of, you know, mine their gaps and not get too far upfield to allow Mahomes to, to, to climb the pocket, step through and run. He's been doing a lot of running, um, this year, you know, Travis Kelsey was a little hampered with injury early on, uh, and he doesn't have the best receiving core out there. They all do something a little well, but he doesn't have a complete true number one wideout out there. So uh, allowing or, or containing Mahomes and not allowing him to get outside the pocket, not allowing him to scramble downfield, that's going to be a big thing. But I mean, if you, if you take a look at this Dolphins defense now, and, and fingers crossed that, that it actually happens, but now that it's fully healthy and you're going to get the defense that you had on paper before the season started, you're going to have them all out there. You're going to have Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott, Jerome Baker, David Long, Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Raekwon Davis coming in there, Andrew Van Ginkle coming in. Where's the weakness? Cater mm-hmm. Koku, Nick Needham. These are our backups now. These are our depth pieces now. We're not relying on them to to play the games of their lives. You know, just come in for, uh, you know, half of the snaps or 60% of the snaps and, and do your job in the nickel and the dime, all that stuff. But where's where's the weakness? This On paper, this team, again, when they're healthy, if all these guys come back, there is no weakness on that defense. Not with the way that Jerome Baker and David Long Jr. have been playing these last few weeks. This linebacking core has really stepped up their game which, you know, makes total sense. They're learning a new defense and and playing alongside each other for the first time in their careers. It's going to take time for the team to gel, but they're gelling and they're gelling at the right time. And, you know, it's going to be the biggest test that they face so far this year with Patrick Mahomes on the other side uh, of the ball here, but they get to face this test with the healthiest version of this defense that we've seen all year so i don't know you i'm asking you is there is there a weakness on this defense because i can't find one i think i want to see them prove they can stop the run consistently consistently that that chargers game is still scary in the back of my head a little bit um we've seen them really improve as a tackling team i mean that buffalo game man i just go back and watch those highlights of just people bouncing off stefan Diggs left and right i mean ugh, that, that, i just don't see that happening again though which has been a pretty big sigh of relief and 
Isaiah Pacheco, he's a good back. He runs physical. with, yeah, very physical. So so much power in such a small frame. He's a pinball. He'll bounce off you. If you don't have sound tackling technique against a guy like Pacheco, he's going to make you pay for it. So I, I agree. Containing him is going to be big, uh, which sounds weird going into a game playing against Patrick Mahomes when you go, hey, if we can, con- if we can contain – Isaiah Pacheco, then we're going to be all right. You know what I mean? But, but he's looked really good this year. He's a good runner, good uh, pass catcher out of the backfield as well. So uh, it's not going to be an easy game. That's for sure. But you feel a lot better about it, you know, with a, with a help, healthy defense going into this one, it, it might've swayed my, my score prediction for this one foreshadowing a little bit there. I want to get your thoughts on the offensive line again real quick here, because if you look at this depth chart, it's a lot of Lester Cotton and Robert Jones as the backups. If Connor Williams is back healthy, um, Robert Jones is day-to-day with a uh, hamstring, pulled hamstring, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's Day-to-day, they're hoping to get him back soon. And after having four or five starters out last week against the Patriots, they could actually have four or five back. That means the left guard gets put right under the microscope. Would you keep a Lester Cotton or a Robert Jones over there to kind of solidify the unit? Or would you follow what the Dolphins currently have on their depth chart, which is Liam Eikenberg as the starting left guard? Anyone but Liam Eikenberg for me. Fair. Like Again, he's played okay in, in spurts at center. Not the best, not the worst, but I hate his left guard tape. He's always struggled at left guard. Uh, and it might be just a thing where he's a better center than he is a guard. So I... I don't really want to mess with it. Lester Cotton looked okay. fine last week. I like Robert Jones. I think Robert Jones is a is a solid player. I think he I think they like him more at right guard. Or or actually when Hunt went down, did Cotton go to right guard and, and then Jones came in at left guard? I'm trying to remember exactly how that went down. But I like Robert Jones. I wouldn't be opposed to to playing him at left guard. Um, I know there's been rumblings of if Tehran comes back, maybe Kendall Lamb can can suit up at left guard. I think Kendall Lamb himself actually did say that he does not like playing left guard. He doesn't feel like it's his strongest position. So maybe it's a situation where you you try to keep him healthy and get him feeling a little fresher by giving him a couple games off. Because again, I hate to slander the man, but Teron Armstead, he is an injury waiting to happen. He, you know, he's not gonna come back against the Chiefs and then magically you know, find the elixir that keeps him healthy for the entire season, he will get hurt again. And we will need Kendall Lamb to fill in at left tackle again. So I'm not sure I'm risking him at that left guard spot, but between Cotton and Jones and, and you know, in break glass in case of emergency scenario, Liam Eikenberg, I think you can, you can handle missing one guy in one spot along a five man front like that, you know, the, the left guard's going to get help from the left tackle. He's going to get help from the center. And if Connor Williams is back at center, I feel a lot better about that as well. Uh, I am worried about the Robert hunt situation. I really hope that he can come back. I do feel like maybe this is a game where they'd be more likely to play an injured player um, because they realize how important this game is in the grand scheme of things too. Yeah, and like you said, the Must, bye week yeah. next week. You want to get that number one seed. So, you know, we'll see if if Robert Hunt can pull through. But he came back at after halftime, and he was standing on the sideline. He didn't have any ice on his leg. He wasn't wrapped up, nothing like that. So you think that that maybe bodes well for his chances this Sunday. But, you know, with the team being so conscious about injuries, it's really up in the air at this point with Robert Hunt. 
Brandon Shell was all I needed to see for the idea of, hey, maybe let's pe- let people get good at one position. I mean, seeing how bad of a left tackle Brandon Shell was, and, and he wasn't amazing as a right tackle, but just serviceable, gets the job done, and overall you're not going to complain about it. Seeing that makes me really hope that they kind of say, Liam, you're fine as a center. We're going to keep you there, and when you next time you hear your name called, you're going to be confident because you have been a center before, and you we will trust you to do that. Not that the sky is falling, that you were playing left guard. Probably me being pretty mediocre and all of a sudden now you got to move to center again so just wake up and make it happen i agree with you there that i think it's best let butch Berry, let this offensive step really develop these guys give them clear um you know benchmarks they got to reach and just kind of let them do their own thing and progress at their own rate